0: and welcome to the podcast a walk with friends holy maui i just want to say there were some errors on chapters 13 and 14 so i had to go back and edit those for you so you can go back and listen to those without flaw also another huge awesome and amazing thing i just got new sound effects so you guys better be ready for some incredible bible reading I hope you guys are having such a great December, and I want to say thank you for downloading the podcast and for listening with me daily. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Chapter 13, The Book of Luke About this time, Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think that those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Is that why they suffered? Not at all. And you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again, that unless you repent, you will perish too. Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden. And came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it but he was always disappointed finally he said to his gardener I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig cut it down it's just taking up space in the garden the gardener answered sir give it one more chance leave it one more year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next, you're fine. If not, then you can cut it down. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, He called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight how she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, You hypocrites! Each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox? Or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released? Even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies. But all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things he did. Then Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? How can I illustrate it? It's like a tiny mustard seed that a man planted in a garden. It grows and becomes a tree and the birds make nests in its branches. He also asked, What else is the kingdom of God like? It is like the yeast of a woman mused in making bread even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour it permeated every part of the dough Jesus went through the towns and villages teaching as he went always pressing on toward Jerusalem someone asked him Lord will only a few be saved? he replied work hard to enter the narrow door to God's kingdom. For many will try to enter, but will fail. When the master of the house has locked the door, it will be too late. You will stand outside knocking and pleading, Lord, open the door for us. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, But we ate and drank with you, and and you taught in our streets. And he will reply, I tell you, I don't know you or where you come from. Get away from me, all you who do evil. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for you will see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you will be thrown out. And people will come from all over the world, from east and west, north and south, to take their places in the kingdom of God. And note this, some who seem least important now will be the greatest, and some who are the greatest now will be the least important then. At that time, some Pharisees said to him, Get away from here if you want to live. Herod Antipas wants to kill you. Jesus replied, Go tell that fox that I will keep on casting out demons and healing people today, tomorrow, and the third day. I will accomplish my purpose. Yes, today, tomorrow, and the next day. For it wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I wanted to gather your children together as hens, protect your chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now, look, Your house is abandoned and you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Chapter 14 One Sabbath day, Jesus went to eat dinner in the home of a leader of the Pharisees, and the people were watching him closely. There was a man there whose arms and legs were swollen. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in religious law, Is it permitted in the law? to heal people on the Sabbath day or not. When they refused to answer, Jesus touched the sick man and healed him and sent him away. Then he turned to them and said, Which of you doesn't work on the Sabbath? If your son or your cow falls into a pit, don't you rush to get him out? Again, they could not answer. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed. And you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Then when your host sees you, he will come and say, Friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to his host. When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, Don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors. For they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then, at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, What a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field, and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen, and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. And another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servant had done this, he reported, there was still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, You must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Your father and mother, wife, children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money and then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. Or what kind of king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand.